Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and I'm so excited for episode 63 of season two. We're going to be talking about when God doesn't answer you. What do you do? What do you do when it feels like God is not there? When it feels like he hasn't heard your cries? When it feels like he's not doing anything? Uh, Maybe you're in a season where everything feels dead and dry. Maybe you're in a season where you're at a fork in the road and you have no idea where to go. If that's you, if you're watching on YouTube, just comment, that's me right now. I believe there are people that are listening that desperately need an answer from the Lord. And I am going to equip you today. So stay till the end of this, uh, this episode because you are going to learn how to win and run this race well. How to get a Christian victory, which is not just getting your pray- uh, prayers answered, but it is actually becoming more like Jesus. So if, you've, if you're in that season now, say, that's me, or maybe you've been in a season like that, you're going to know where I'm coming from. And I believe that this episode, about 20 minutes, is really going to strengthen you in your walk with Jesus. So I'm very excited uh, because you need to be equipped to run this race well. How many of you never want to fear again and you never want to doubt God again? It's possible. You don't have to deal with fear and doubt every single day. And uh, we're going to get into that. I want to thank our sponsors um, for supporting the podcast. Promise Keepers is an amazing organization and we exist, and I say we because I'm a partner with Promise Keepers and I'm proud to be, we exist to build up godly men for a better tomorrow. I want to encourage you to follow what we're doing. Download the PK app. This is for boys. This is for young men. This is for men my age. Millennials is for older men. We want you to be plugged into online community. Uh, Get involved in our virtual event, which have hundreds of thousands of views when we do them. They're very impactful. There's also Bible and devotional plans and teachings, some of which I've recorded and written. Uh, So we'd love to have you on there. Again, that's the Promise Keepers app in the App Store. Also, Aligned Mortgage sponsors this podcast. How cool is it that there is a veteran-ran company for veterans in the home loan world? Listen, I know as a self-employed missionary, it's hard to get a home loan, but this company worked with us. We now have a mortgage through them. They are so incredible. They're so intentional. They're so personal, and they exist to help veterans own a piece of the land that we defended. This is huge. And um, I I want you to know a statistic that only 15% of veterans use their VA loan. That means 85% don't. Are you a veteran? Are you using your VA loan? Did you even know you had one? Did you know you could use it? Well, this company exists to equip you, to teach you about that VA loan. One of the benefits is no down payment. And there's many other benefits, but that's a huge one. So if you're looking to buy a house anywhere in the country, they're nationwide, they're legit, You've got to go to alignedmortgage.com, ask for Ronnie, and tell him that Shane sent you. Finally, guys, if this message speaks to you, please share it. That is how we break the algorithm. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about living by feelings. Now, I want you to do an honest assessment. You can comment if you want to if you're watching on YouTube. You don't have to, but examine yourself. The last, let's say, three to five big decisions that you've made, what were they motivated by? Was it you and your need or your want for something? Or did you seek the Lord and you feel like you got a green light from him and you went for it? 
I'm not beating anybody up. I'm at, this is a, a great thing to examine in our own lives. What are the last few big decisions I've made and, and what drove those decisions? Was it faith-based or was it fear-based? Because we do make big decisions sometimes based on fear. We're worried about this, so we take the comfortable option, or we're worried about that, so we do this. I don't want you to be driven by fear. The Bible says that you have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And here's what happens when you begin to live by feelings. Feelings will make you assess and analyze. How many of you, if we're being honest, you have assessed and you've analyzed your life based on feelings and and how things seem and how they appear and why I just feel? Guys, when we do this outside of God's word, it is dangerous because you come to your own conclusions, which are based on sensual evidence. Sensual meaning, you know, I can, I can, I can feel it. I can hear it. I can see it. I can, I can perceive it. Like I just, the world is driven by feelings. Us as Christians, we are not called to be. Can I get an amen on that? We're called to live by faith. Because what can happen if you're driven by sensual evidence or a lack of sensual evidence is that you won't live by faith because you don't know how, because you're only capable of living by your feelings. And so if your feelings don't add up or you really feel a certain way, well, that's just what you're going to do. And you're not tapping into the spirit realm. And that is what we have to do as Christians. Paul instructs us to live by the spirit so that we don't fulfill the desires of the flesh. Can I tell you that God's word is greater than your assessment? Let me give you an example here. Have you ever said something like this, or could you identify with something like this? You say, well, I I feel like God doesn't love me because he doesn't answer my prayers, and my life is really hard, and he seems to be answering a lot of other people's, and so he, he, he must just not love me. I, or you could begin to think. You could be tempted to doubt God's love for you. There are even people who have walked away from the faith because they have convinced themselves based on their assessment, which was based on sensual evidence, God can't love me. Because if he did, he wouldn't let this happen. He wouldn't have allowed that. He would have stepped in here. He would have answered that. Is this speaking to anyone? Come on, I know this is relatable because many, many people that I minister to are going through this. And let me speak to something else. And you tell me in the comments if I'm wrong here or if I'm dead on. This kind of analyzation of your life will lead to doubt, anxiety, depression, and ultimately it could lead to a falling away in the faith. I know people that have served with me in ministry that no longer follow Jesus. There are people who don't follow him at all. There's people who you wouldn't know they followed him because they now live pretty much for themselves and for the world. They still confess him. They still maintain that they believe in him, but their life shows no fruit of godliness and righteousness. Why? Because of disappointments over the years. You know what I'm saying? Do you know anyone like that? Maybe that is you. Listen, this episode is for you, and I'm going to tell you what happened to you, and I'm going to encourage you to get back up because you've fallen. But the Bible says the righteous man's going to fall. How many times? Seven, something like that. But he gets back up. Or she. So this is a, a big statement here that we need to grab a hold of. And, and I want to prep you for what I'm about to say because it could sound uh, ridiculous at first. But, but I'll give an example. Truth is greater than facts. Truth is greater than facts. 
There are things that are factual, but that doesn't mean that they are true. Let me give you an example. It could be factual to say, my life is rough. It could be factual to say, my prayers have not been answered like I thought they would, but it would then be untrue to say, God isn't there. God doesn't love me. God isn't moving. God doesn't see me. Do you see how we can let factual things affect truth? We come to conclusions. We go, well, if this is true, then this must be true. Faith is not denying facts. And, and, and oftentimes there are people that claim, you know, Christians, we're delusional. We just have blind faith. Well, here's what faith really is. Faith isn't denying the facts. Faith is staring the facts in the face and saying, my life is really tough. It does feel like, it does seem like my prayers have not been answered. Especially not the way I thought they would or the way I asked. But I do know this. God does love me. God is here. His word says he'll never leave or forsake me. He is Emmanuel. He's God with us. That means he's with me. I'm a Christian. He lives in me. God does love me. I know he does because he sent Jesus on the cross. I'm not determining God's love by a prayer that was answered or not, or by how good or bad my life is going. God has already shown his love for me on the cross. I know that he's moving because the Bible says that his words do not return void. And when I am praying the truth over my life, although I don't see the prayers answered yet, I know that he is moving. And I believe that he sees me because he never sleeps or slumbers. And I am his child and he cares for me desperately and he loves me deeply and he knows everything about me. Psalm 139 talks about this explicitly. I will not ever believe that God is not moving, doesn't love me, doesn't see me, doesn't hear me, isn't working for my good. Have you ever prayed anything like that? Many people who walk away from the faith don't. They don't even know that they can. They are so stuck in a sensual type of living that that never crosses their mind. Here's how you win. I preach this all the time, but it's good to be reminded. While it's amazing to have prayers answered, trust me, we've prayed some big prayers, we've had some prayers answered, we have some prayers not answered. Or maybe, you know, a Christian uh, motivation could say, well, they were answered, just not the way you thought. Well, you know, when I pray for something specific and it doesn't happen, it's okay to say, hey, that prayer wasn't answered the way that I asked for it to be. Is God always moving? Yes, but I'm not going to say, well, you know, maybe God answered it a different way. It's okay to say, I've prayed things that haven't been answered. Not the way I asked. Because the Bible says to bring your request to the Lord. I've requested specific things before and it did not happen. It's okay to say that prayer was not answered. Now, did God do something different? I'm sure he did. Because he's always working. He's always moving. I don't know everything that's happening in my life. I don't, I don't see you know, the, the chessboard. I don't, I don't see how God is moving all things, but I just trust him. And here's the Christian victory. I want to equip you with this today. This is the prayer to release faith. This is how you win. You ready? It's this easy. You say, God, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know why any of this is happening, but I trust you. I trust you, and I love you. That's faith. 
Now, here's how you can make it even more powerful for yourself, is that you begin to reinforce God's character. <clears throat> you reinforce the nature of God. You pound your mind and your flesh into submission to the truth, which your spirit will declare. Now, we do this by declaring God's word. As I've said in the previous prayer, I didn't write that down. I just, that's what came to my mind. God, you're faithful. Your word says you'll never leave or forsake me. It's in Isaiah 54. It's in so many verses. You love me. You showed that love on the cross. That's Romans 5, 8, basically. God demonstrated his love towards us. He showed it by sending Jesus on the cross even while we were sinners. You're declaring God's word, and this is powerful. But something amazing happens in the life of a believer who gives God a chance to be trusted. You now have a history to pull on. You have experience with God. It's no longer believing in something you read and you're trying to grab a hold of. It is recalling what God has already done. Is this firing anyone up? It's firing me up and it should be firing you up. That's how you win and you can win forever. You can literally have faith and not have to doubt and fear ever again if you stay in that place. Now, I want to say this. You might not have a history with God. You might not really have experience with him. Like you would say you're a Christian, but when it comes to the area of trusting him, there might be some of you that you don't have a history with God. You don't have experience. You, you haven't seen him be faithful in big ways. Now, if that's you, I want to, I want to say that it could be a sign that you've lived a comfortable life or you've kind of done it on your own. I want to live a life so big for Jesus that if he doesn't show up, I will fail miserably. Then there's no mistaking who's responsible for the things in my life. It has to be him because I couldn't do it on my own. Have you ever taken leaps of faith that big? Have you ever taken risks that big? It's time to trust God, which requires faith, which requires risk. You have to put God in a position to fail you so that you can see that he never will. Look inward. Look at yourself. Have you ever given God a chance to truly fail you? Like, if God doesn't show up, this is not going to work out. Have you ever done that? Because if you haven't, then you can't truly see how faithful he is. Because you can't see the faithfulness of someone if there isn't a chance for them to not be faithful. Like it's got to be tested. You have to eliminate the need for specific outcomes and trust the Father who is working all things for your good and is far more concerned with the process and the purifying of your soul, and the working out of your salvation. How many of us are crushed because we want specific things to happen, and we're not even focusing on the journey? We're not even focusing on the transformation. We're not even focusing on who we're becoming in the process. It's not about uh, what, the end of the road. It's about the journey. It's about, God, who are you making me to be through this? When we pray for specific things to happen, and it's okay to make our requests known, we're called to, but when our hope is in an outcome instead of a person who is Jesus, 
We have the ability to be let down, and then we get into analyzation mode. We go, well, why wasn't that answered? What didn't happen? Why didn't happen? We're asking all these questions that don't need to be asked. Instead of saying, Lord, it didn't seem to work out the way I asked, but what, it, what are you doing in me? How am I growing through this? Lord, I, I, I will say that it didn't happen the way I thought it would, but my heart is not as troubled as it might have been six months ago. I can really tell that I'm growing in you. I can really tell that my heart is in a good place. My mind is in a good place because six months ago, if this prayer wasn't answered, I would have been a mess. And now I'm just doing all right. And I can see that I'm growing. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for the peace. I thank you that I have joy that can't be robbed even by an unanswered prayer. Guys, do you see the fruit in this way of living? This is it. This is the Christian victory. You can't lose because it's not about getting things. It's about growing. Are you guys hearing this? Let me finish with this. It's easier to burn for the Lord when you know that he's good. How many of you know that the Lord's good? Tell me in the comments right now. And on YouTube, can we get uh, 250 likes for the Lord being good? If the Lord has been good to you, hit that thumbs up button in the video. And I mean, been good to you. Like, you don't deserve what he's done for you. I know that's me. The Lord has done so much for me, and I could never in my lifetime thank him enough or repay him enough because I spent a quarter of a century living for myself. I don't deserve any of the things that I have. I don't deserve the platform that I have. I don't deserve any of the giftings I have, any of the favor that I have, any of the blessings that I I don't deserve them. But God has freely given them to me. And guess what? He's given me far greater things than a platform and, and a wonderful home and a family. He's given me eternal life when I didn't deserve it. God is good. But it is easier to burn for him when him being good is not just something that I know because I read it or I heard the preacher say it or I heard their testimony. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when you have history with God, it's, it's, it's always truthful to say God is good. But it hits different when you say God is good because I remember when I was contending for this in prayer and God delivered that answer in this way. I remember when I was stepping out in faith and I saw no way how it could work out, but God made it happen. I remember when we were praying and believing for something and the doctor said this, but God, are you with me on this? When you know because you've been with God, man, that fire in you just burns so much brighter. I was burning because the Lord lit me on fire when I first got born again. And as I read the scriptures, my heart came alive and I was burning for him. But I will say now I have a much more mature fire that is burning for the Lord because there are logs of intimacy. There are logs of history and experience. There are logs of leaps of faith and risks that I took that he came through on. And I have seen for myself the things that I once read about. I'm not just reading Bible stories anymore. I'm walking it out, and I'm burning in a whole new way. And I'm telling you, nothing is putting this fire out because I am alive for him, not for me, not for a specific outcome. What do you do when it feels like God isn't answering you? You declare truth in the face of your facts. The facts might be, I don't think God hears my prayers. 
I, I don't, I, I'm not, I haven't heard anything back. That could be a fact. But what's the truth? I know God hears me. Before a word reaches my tongue, he knows it. He knows my thoughts altogether. You need to declare Psalm 139 over yourself three times a day. Read it out loud over yourself. I know God hears me. What's the truth? I know that he's working all things for my good. I don't see what's happening right now. I don't even know how it could work out. But I know that he's good, and nothing's going to get me to question him. Lord, I love you. Help me in any area of unbelief because I want to burn for you for a lifetime. That's what it's all about. That's how you win. Amen? Guys, listen, if this episode blessed you, please, right now, give us a thumbs up. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Comment. What what did you think? What did you get from this? If you're on another platform, Spotify, Apple, Google, please share it with someone else. Hit that arrow. Hit the copy link button or post it to your social media. Help us break through this algorithm where we are so heavily censored on social media that our stuff's just not getting out. There's people messaging me saying, dude, I didn't even know you're still putting content out. We can break through this together, but it's going to require a little bit of engagement from you guys beyond just listening, which I'm so thankful for. Finally, I want to give you an opportunity to become a monthly partner. Listen, everything we do is free. And I'm a missionary, which means I live off of donor support. And I support my family off of donor support. And we pay for our house off of donor support. And so if you guys want to come alongside our ministry and help us do more for the gospel, like make better content, I hope you guys appreciate the content I'm putting out. I'm trying to tighten it up and make it cleaner and make it better and more professional and just deliver a better product that hopefully brings more people to Jesus. Even superficial things like just trying to make something look better, maybe someone will click on it just because it looks good, and then they will listen, and their heart will be arrested by the Lord. All of this happens because of people like you who support us monthly, and right now we are still looking for partners who want to come in at $1 a day. That's $30 a month. You can sign up at shanewinnings.com slash donate, or just go to my website and click on give or donate. Become a monthly partner. Get access to our monthly donor Zooms, which is happening this weekend. And uh, man, I'm so excited to see all of you guys who hop on there. If you sign up as a monthly donor, send me a DM on Instagram so that I can get you in those Zooms. Guys, thanks so much for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.